HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. Since 2009, HRN podcasts have been exploring the wide world of food, beverage, and agriculture. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. Help the people who help Oaxaca. Since 2009, Seconda has been supporting Oaxaca's underserved communities. Almost 5,000 people annually see their lives improved by this Mexican NGO. They've built and stocked six green libraries and four rain harvest hygiene stations, benefiting around 800 children and youth. And they've provided training and business coaching for over 120 female entrepreneurs. And much of that work has been done with the recycler communities that have grown around the garbage dump sites in Zachila. All of that, really, is just the tip of an ever-growing iceberg. They've also supported legislation and implemented localized trainings designed to prevent sexual violence against girls and youth, eliminate child labor, forced labor, and violations of labor rights in Mexico's sugarcane and coffee sectors, and address the causes of gender inequality. And their small staff has done all of this without ever having offices of their own. For the past 13 years, Seconda has been hosted within the premises of a local bakery, a very kind gift from a very good corporation. But Seconda now needs their own home. They've acquired a plot of land and found an architectural firm, Sandspont Architectura, willing to donate their time to develop plans. Now we need to raise the money to make those plans a reality. The cost of these new offices is around $100,000 U.S. They've received a matching grant from 818 Tequila that will cover half of that if we can raise the other $50,000. Seconda has done so much to help so many. We're asking you now to help Seconda. Help them build offices that will enable them to continue their existing work and to expand their programs that make Mexico more just and equitable. Make your fully tax-deductible contributions for Seconda at buildoaxaca.com. That's buildoaxaca.com. And thanks. I am Lou Bank, 
I am Chubb Ivan. And this is Agave Road Trip, the award-winning, critically acclaimed podcast that helps drink eggs, bartenders, better understand agave, agave spirits in rural Mexico. Hey, Chavo, what you drinking? Bye. Well, why, I, you know, I'm, I'm realizing that I cannot talk to you sometimes because you want to make an episode of things are not <laughs> the things that I really Put want to talk about. We'll, we'll have an episode about that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm just telling you a story because we're just chatting and then suddenly I'm in the middle of making an episode about it. So <laughs> this is one of these examples. And uh, so we had a whole conversation with Dr. MD Ryan Acock about the effects the negative effects that alcohol has in your system and the incredible shrinking brain. Yeah. Stuff like that. I don't want to repeat. I mean, we all know it, it, it makes things to your body that you would prefer. It wouldn't happen. And uh, I realized that unfortunately I am very interested in like how many agave spirits can you find in Mexico? Right. Hundred. Yeah. Thousands. What thousands, are you, hundreds? Correct. Tens of thousands. Tens are you of kidding thousands. me? And uh, I'm realizing that a lot of times, like, you know, I when, when I look what uh, at how many drinks that I had in a week, uh, it's significantly higher than what it was recommended by by our professionals. And okay, so so the recommendation, I believe, from Ryan was one drink a week, right? No. Oh, well. It's, there's different there there's different reports there's different reports if you if you want to be absolutely 100 percent uh sure that there's no chance in hell that it's affecting you in any way yeah it's something ridiculous it's yeah like two well if 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 you read the reports from the eu it's literally don't drink anything exactly so that is the absolute uh amount that you're going to be sure it's not going to hurt you. And then I think like the less conservative approach, it's uh, one drink per day uh, or like two, which is one ounce, but it's like at 40 ABB. And I can't remember the last time I had an agave spirit that was 40 ABB. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sure. No, that's not true. Come on. When we drive around rural Jalisco, like that's not uncommon to find something thirty five percent, thirty eight percent in the yeah. Well, anyway. but that's like ten percent of the stuff that I have access to. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and I've been trying to think, uh, and this this connects to so many of our other conversations. Uh, like I am extremely interested in in the flavor, in the information that agave spirits gives to me, and yeah. uh, this is by no means a way to try to justify uh, the way I party because I yeah. Like you, you, but you don't party. Oh, I dance like a crazy person. But in those moments, I don't, I don't really drink. When I'm partying, yeah. I, I don't really drink. The problem is when I go into a bar that has a beautiful selection of stuff, and I order five things to try to compare them, and they're serving like two ounces drinks. And so that's that's basically a month's worth of consumption. Well, or uh, it's it's it's, a, it's like two weeks maybe in one sitting. And I'm going to be okay. I'm not going to be like a reckless drunk in any capacity. I'm going to be like, like you know, I'm going to be a little bit tipsy, but I'm going to be perfectly well because I'm going to take forever to drink that. But yes, that's a lot. So, <laughs> so I well, you know, so in essence, uh, you, you actually took 
advice from one of our podcast episodes. So we know, right? Like it, it scared you and you are now taking action. So we know that at least our podcast <laughs> has affected one person. It, yes. It has. Yes. And has influenced the behavior of one person, you. Yes. So oh, I love that. Yeah. God, God bless you, Ryan. Yeah. So I've been trying to come up with ideas on how to possibly, you know, be closer to these things and still enjoy them without having to consume uh, amount of ethanol that is going to disrupt my body. And I think the first, like everybody will tell me, okay, you can spit it. You don't have to drink it. Right. Like that will be yeah. the first approach that somehow it doesn't quite work with me. I guess if, if I'm in a, in an environment where I am like trying to judge stuff and it's more of a professional environment, it makes sense but it's not something that I want to do in my free time when I'm like trying to 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 think about these things. Do do you know this because you've tried it? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. It just, oh, you did. Yeah, and it's it's I don't know. I just I don't. I'll be I'll be curious though. You're you're heading to San Francisco tomorrow to participate in in what's the awards? Uh, the American Distillation Institute uh, competition for for spirits. Right. So you're going to be surrounded by people and you're going to spend days drinking and spitting. Correct. Yeah. Yes. I'll I'll be curious if this is the first time you'll have done that in a professional setting, correct? Uh, in such a professional setting, yes. Yeah. Like I'll be really curious to see if that doesn't doesn't click something in your head and give you a different um uh, experience that you're able to transition into a bar in Mexico when you're out with friends. But it's also, and I hate to be the person saying this, but I find it slightly disrespectful to to the to the maker of the spirit and to the spirit itself and to the materials and the environmental constraint that was created by making this spirit. You're disrespectful. That's interesting. I think for, when we go on our next trip uh, and visit producers. I want you to ask them if they think that's disrespectful. I've, I've, I've heard an interview with Lalo where he really dislikes that. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, and, and producers in general, it's not something that, that you're spitting, like, this thing they're giving you with the utmost pride. There's, oh. like, there's no way you can explain this, Lou. There's no way, like, No. It, it is like when yeah, you are a vegetarian yeah. and they kill the only chicken in their house to give you chicken soup. Like, you're not going to say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm vegetarian. No, like you you eat that chicken. Yeah. Okay, I hear that. So, I hear that. So anyway, so spitting is not, is not an option for you. <laughs> it's not working. Uh, then, uh, uh, this is going to sound so freaking bad. So you know how in Mexico there's a lot of sniffers? Sniffers. So you they, mean like huffers? Well, they get a little bit of uh, cotton. They put glue or some so kind of. Oh, you do <laughs> mean like huffers? I was I was just joking. I didn't know that was a big thing in Mexico. Well, but, it's a big know. thing, but it's something like if you go to certain neighborhoods, uh, there's uh, there's a healthy amount of them, and, and they're just like <laughs> more. Or an unhealthy amount. Yes, correct. In the English language. The English language is a funny thing. Um, so I've, I've been thinking, like, what if I get, like, a minuscule amount of mezcal into, into some sort of cotton or something, and then just, like, really spend a while just sniffing this thing to, like, just, you know, using a sense. <laughs> what? I know. I totally was going to sound really freaking bad. But, uh, but, 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 
You know, actually, I like it's it's funny because this is not what we had talked about before the episode that I told you to put a pin in. But these are my different techniques. These are my I'm going to get what we talked about. Okay, okay. because I I actually I kind of love it. And I love it from the standpoint that the aroma of these spirits can be so beautiful and oftentimes so disconnected from the flavor that it sort of forces you to experience it in in a in a singular way that most people never would. I, I, I like that. And I think sure. that even when you really try to give time to the spirit to open and not drink it, that temptation is too big. So you always like end up drinking, like you never give enough time to smell it because it's shouting at you like, drink me, drink me, and you like fall into it. So this like in, in a way forces you to really spend time thinking about the smells that come out of it. I'm- I like it. I like it because of the concept, but I also like it because it gives me the excuse to give you a new nickname. I'll just start calling you Cotton Balls. That's a, no, that's not acceptable. No, no not on Instagram, okay. not on Facebook. You can post the most horrible <laughs> pictures of me, which you tend to do, but you cannot call me that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll buy the URL cottonballscottonballscottonballs.com and I'll forward it to your LinkedIn page. Oh, thanks. That, that, that's sure. awesome. Yeah, I'm going to use that every once in a while, depending uh, yeah. who, I'm, who I'm having meetings with. And then the third anyway. approach that I've yeah. encountered, and I think we sort of had this conversation back in the day when I think we did an episode about how to taste mezcal. And you had uh, this technique back, back, back in the day when you were a John Lou where mezcal was too strong for you, so you will dilute a few ice cubes into it, right? Uh, well, I wouldn't, uh, I would literally put the ice cube in, uh, or ice cubes in, not to dilute it, um, but literally to take the temperature down because it was easier to drink. But, you know, you're not wrong. You put ice cubes into alcohol, they're going to start melting, which is going to dilute it. Yeah, so I, I took this to the extreme, and um, I can't even remember. There was a reason. There, there was a place where I saw this or something like that. But I took a minuscule amount of mezcal, and I'm talking about extremely powerful agave spirit, right? I'm talking about just stuff that that comes either... I think. What did I use? I actually used some of the things that I got from my last trip from Zapotitlan de Vadillo. So something made by Tomas, big shout out to Mesonte. And that's like, if there's something that has personality, it's his spirits, right? So I poured maybe like a quarter of an ounce into a glass and I poured Mm -hmm. water into it. I diluted it and I let it rest for a while. Mm -hmm. And then I came back to it and I tried it and it was freaking marvelous. It was... (laughs) So, uh, and this was flat water, this right? This wasn't water. like bubbly water. This was flat water. I mean, when I say this was freaking marvelous, I'm not like, of course, has nothing to do with the original product, right? Like, of course, it's not uh, like it's well, lacking. But it does. Well, it, it does have to do with the original product. Well, yeah, but it's lacking a lot of, of the things that the original product has. But you know how we do a lot of tastings, you and I, when we're trying to dissect the spirits? Mm-hmm. When we're trying to say like, hey, try the first distillation. Now try the puntas of the first distillation. Yeah. Now try the puntas yeah. of the second distillation. In a way, it's sort of the same exercise. You are decontextualizing that thing and breaking it up. In this case, diluting it 
to maybe have access to some of the flavors that you wouldn't find in its most compact form. I, I'm thinking a little bit like coffee. I know people will crucify me for saying this, but uh, I, I'm an absolute fan of espresso. But if you take the same bean, same roasting, same place, mm-hmm. and you try it in the form of espresso, or you try it in a, in, in a dripping method in a Japanese siphon, you have a very different experience from that grain. Not in its atomic form of the espresso ristretto, but in a more ample way, in, in a more extended way that the Japanese siphon will give you, for example. So I, I sort of find, found a parallel there. And it allows me to, to get close to the spirits that I love without having to consume five ounces in one sitting. Well, 10, 10 ounces in one sitting. Uh, okay. Yeah. No. So, A, I applaud you for that. <laughs> I applaud. You know, I honestly, like, I think it's beautiful that you heard Ryan's cautionary tale and you're actually acting on it. I really do. Um, but I also, I think it's fascinating that, in essence, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're still going to go to the bar. You're still going to order the five drinks, but you're going to get a quarter ounce of each one and then add water to them so that in the end, instead of having 10 ounces, you're only having, uh, what is Two that? Ounces Two and ounces. Fourth. Two ounces and one fourth. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. Um, well, one ounce um, and one, no, one ounce and one fourth. Sorry. Like my, my, uh, my fractions went off. Yeah. If I have five drinks. Oh yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. So, um, in essence, though, I wonder if that's not the origins of cocktails. This is why I want you to put a pin in it so we can <laughs> oh, have this Lord. conversation. What? <laughs> well, no. So think about this, right? The, the, people figure out, hey, if I take this wine and I put it into a still um, and I distill it, I get brandy. I'm guessing that was probably the first spirit. Maybe it was, I don't know, something made from lamb nog. I don't know, whatever. But they they did that, and then they're drinking it, and like it feels to me like like ancient uh, human <laughs> beings did this, and they were like, oh, hang on, this is really wrecking me. I need to I need to knock it down with some water. Hey, now it's really interesting. And then somebody came along and said, hey, what if instead of water you used orange juice? And then suddenly, it's the birth, I think that's the birth of cocktails. I think maybe you're recreating the birth of cocktails, John. <laughs> the original cocktail. I mean, yeah. I, you know, you know how how, I'm ex- how much I I am excited about soju, for example, that yeah. it's a, that it's a spirit twenty four ABB, and I'm a big believer that maybe if we had we could have like something that it's like agua de mezcal. Something that it's in uh, that that it, that was produced to exist in a 14th ABB or a 25 ABB, we could make so much more of it with our precious agaves, and still offer a glimpse of the place where it comes from and the products that it's made from to people, uh, and and having the chance for for creating more volume without straining the environments, and I I know people are gonna not love this and i agree with them in the sense that you are not <laughs> trying the real thing but like i you know i want i want to be 90 like i i think I'm, my brain is going to be fortunate when i get to 65 so and i still want to have access to all of these things uh, so i'm like trying to be as strategic as i can 
you know, I was one time I was watching a, a, a conference by, do you know who Floyd Mayweather is? Sure, of course, the boxer. Correct. And uh, sometimes they criticize him because he's too much defense, right? That he doesn't throw too many punches. And and he answers back. Wait, put a pin in that. We'll have an episode about boxing. Sorry, go ahead. Right, right. And he said, well, I did not come to the sport to take damage. I love this sport. I want a clear mind later in life. So I need to find strategies to have that. And I think that if we really think that we are professionals in this industry, we need to think a little bit like Mayweather, you know, like not be the boxer that gets into the ring and gets his or her brain destroyed in in the first 25 fights, but think really long term. Be like Floyd. (laughs) I am am so shocked that you're a boxing fan. I had no clue. How long have I known you? I had no clue. Um, so, so let me ask you this, uh, you know, I, I, I love this approach. I really do. But why couldn't you just order a quarter ounce pour and drink that quarter ounce or order the full pour? I mean, this stuff is really, really inexpensive where you are. Order the, f- the full thing and just take a couple sips and leave it. Yeah, well, it is inexpensive for you, Senorito Lu, that makes, uh, that has a really nice salary. For me, still, you know, 180 pesos for a pour it's uh, it's, it's okay. It's money, so, but uh, but could you could you talk them into just giving you a quarter ounce pour? May, maybe, but also you know, like I think, and and this is another part actually, like it's a big part of of why we go out to drink because we like to spend time in bars, right? Bars are yeah. great places to spend a few well, hours yeah. and talk to people you don't know and make like there's a lot of stuff. So you don't want to just get to a bar and spend fifteen minutes because you, like so I I find this approach of the water extending my time in the bar as well, which is something that I personally like. That might just be me. I don't know. No, I, I, I get that. But if you ordered quarter uh, ounce pours of five spirits and a big glass of water and you just drink the water and then you drink the, the pour, you'd still get, in essence, the same effect in terms of time. Right? I like that. I like that. But, sure. you know, but there's another side to this. Like, you were reminding me of the dinner that, uh, that I had in January at, uh, at the, the uh, Venata, I think they call it a Venata, maybe a Taverna, of, of v- Via Suso Mescal. Via Suso. Mescal. Yeah, Mescal Via Suso. Um, where we, they had this beautiful dinner they put together for us, and they served. Uh, with it, the mezcal that they normally drink, which I, like, I want to say it was 35%, but I think in fact, it was probably 25% ABV. And what they said to me was not so different from what you're saying, which is, you know, the culture here is we have a, a drink or two before dinner, then we have two or three drinks with dinner, and then we have a few drinks after dinner so we can all sit down as a family um, and and have conversations and enjoy each other's company, which is really hard to do if you're drinking 50, 55% ABV. There you go. Um, which, which speaks to what you're saying about I want to sit down and spend my time enjoying people and, and having drinks while I do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So that is uh that is my experiment right now. I'm not I'm not sure I'm gonna succeed in following this approach, but I'll let you know. Well, but we're not making another episode about that. When I give you an update, that's just gonna be a private conversation between you and I. 
don't worry, guys, I'll record it and I'll share it with you. <laughs> okay, so I think that that's it. I have nothing else to do. I hope that somehow this made a point come across or it can spark the interest of anyone. Uh, like, I, I have no idea. <laughs> No, I think I think it will. And in fact, what it, it also uh, leads me to is we need to have a conversation with uh, with with Ryan, with Cocktail MD about hydration. So I'm going to send him a note about that. I, I'm really curious, as you're saying all of this stuff, how it impacts hydration and how important hydration is. OK, sure. I mean, drinks at the end of it all. So, Senorita Lou, always a pleasure. Right back at you. Hasta pronto. Adios. This has been Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders learn about agave spirits. Your hosts are Lou Bank and Chava Peribán. Sound Engineering by Roy Sierra. Theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Mark Rico. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at agaveroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, recommend it to your enemies. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Lou is in charge of our social media. So if he happens to sound like an old man, forgive him. He is one. Agave Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pitbulls, Inc. Agave Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Network newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. Heritage Radio Network couldn't do that without support from listeners like you. Become a part of the food world's most innovative community today. Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the Heritage Radio Network family by becoming a member. To become a member of the Heritage Radio Network, click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Heritage Radio Network can become addictive. Programming you here on Heritage Radio Network can drive you to eat, drink, and listen to more programming on Heritage Radio Network. If it drives you to drink, please do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly, eat responsibly too, and listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly. To listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly, wear protective earbuds. While wearing protective earbuds, do not drive or walk. Sit in a comfortable chair. If that comfortable chair has a hard seat, please remember to get up and stretch every 30 minutes. If you get up and stretch every 30 minutes, do not stretch beyond your abilities. Stay within your defined stretching capacity and consult a doctor who specializes in stretching. If you do not have a doctor, listen to all the shows on the Heritage Radio Network. There has to be at least one doctor among the Heritage Radio Network podcast hosts. Thanks for listening. Agave Road Trip out.